Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie. Yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goble is back again this week to give you another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am here to give you a dose of. So come on in as I release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, or your computer, maybe even your radio or your television this week. Listen, again, I would like to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support your girl's Godcast podcast each week. You know, I love you, I appreciate your support, and I appreciate all of you for tuning into the show. And as always, I am sending you big hearts and lots of love, even some air hugs, right back to all of you all across the world. So family, I pray that all of you beauties had an absolutely amazing week on last week. And I can say that all in all, I did have a great week. But of course, there are some things that will occur in your life that will test you and try you and listen, try to take your joy and your praise. But let me tell you, just be encouraged because God is still good. And you know what? He never fails. No matter what you go through, listen, I want you to keep your head held high and never, ever let anyone take your joy, take your dance or steal your praise. Because, listen, the enemy will try to deflate you and take your joy, but never let the enemy see you sweat. Never let him steal your joy or take your praise because praise is one of the most powerful weapons you can use against the enemy. Because whenever you praise God, listen, you are actually invoking God to come in your presence. And you've heard me say this before, but worship will put you in God's presence. But praise, praise will put God in your presence. And when the presence of God is surrounding you, listen, no devil in hell can stand to be in your presence because God is there. And listen, if the enemy would try to hurt you, harm you, or cause you any damage, listen, I am here to tell you that your praise will put the enemy in a state of panic and confusion. And you've probably heard me talk about this before, but I've talked about Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapter 20 when Jehoshaphat prayed a prayer 
when the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat in order to bring war and to battle him. And in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 2, it says, Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There is a great multitude coming against you from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And Jehoshaphat feared, and he set himself to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. And Judah gathered themselves, they collected themselves to ask God for help. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And in verse 5, it says that Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. So Jehoshaphat positioned himself in the midst of praise. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you God in heaven? Do you not rule over all the kingdoms and even the heathen? And in your hand, there is power and might. So God, who can stand against you? You are God. You drive out the inhabitants of this land before the people of Israel, and you gave it to the seed of Abraham, your friend, forever. So in other words, Jehoshaphat is praying a prayer, and he is putting God in remembrance of the covenant that God made with Abraham to take care of his seed and his seed's seed forever. So he is reminding God of the covenant that he made with his servant, but not only his servant, his friend, Abraham. So he's telling him, listen, you made a covenant with your friend, Abraham, that you were going to take care and protect and help your people forever. And Jehoshaphat says in verse nine, listen, when evil comes upon us, even judgment and pestilence or famine, we are standing in your house, in your presence and in your name. And we cry out to you in our affliction. Will you not hear us and help us? Oh, my goodness. And Jehoshaphat says in verse 10, so now, God, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not allow to invade us, you would not allow them to invade Israel when they came out of Egypt. But you turned and you were the one who destroyed them, did you not? And in verse 12, Jehoshaphat is saying, look, God, we are looking to you because we cannot come against this company because they are too great and too mighty, but we know someone who is greater. So all of Judah stood before the Lord, even with their wives and their children, and they said, Hearken ye, all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and your king Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, don't be afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And so God tells them 
listen, tomorrow I want you to go down and you are not going to need to fight in this battle. I want you to set yourselves in a position to stand still and see the salvation of your Lord. In other words, watch me work, okay? (laughs) And Judah and Jerusalem were not afraid because they heard from God and God said, tomorrow when you go down to fight against them, listen, I will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. In other words, he went into worship and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord and they all began to worship him. And verse 20 says they rose up early in the morning and they went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And listen, I just want to take a pause break and let you know that anytime a prophet gives you a word, let me tell you what, when a prophet speaks into your life, The Bible is saying when you hold on to it and when you believe it, you will prosper. So check this out. This is what he did in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. Jehoshaphat consulted with the people. He appointed singers, praisers, dancers in the beauty of holiness. And as they went before the army, they said, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, watch this, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, which were coming against Judah. They were coming against their praise and God began to smite them. God basically destroyed them. Verse 24 says, when Judah came towards the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked at the multitude and there were dead bodies everywhere. Not one of them escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them or their treasure, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off of them. And there was so much treasure, it took them three days in order to gather it all. And on the fourth day, they blessed the Lord. Then Judah and Jerusalem returned with Jehoshaphat in front of them, and they began to rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with psalmstries, harps, and trumpets to the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. But here's what I want you to notice. God used their praise in order to help them win the battle. As a matter of fact, their praise is what won them the battle. And, you know, the Bible tells us in Psalms 150 
to let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. And the word praise means, watch this, to celebrate, to make a show, and to act foolish. And listen, sometimes when you need a breakthrough, when you need a blessing, when you need to be delivered and healed and set free, sometimes you just have to act a fool. (laughs) Oh my goodness. People may not like it. They may talk about you. They may judge you. Listen, they may even laugh at you. But I want you to know that when you begin to celebrate God, listen, don't worry about who is looking at you or who is judging your praise, especially when God is extending an invitation to you and the Lord is saying to you, may I have this dance? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Listen, that is exactly what happened in 2 Samuel chapter 6, when David began to dance before the Lord and his wife judged his praise. You are going to find out that when she did that, when she could not shut her mouth, God shut something up on her. But listen, before I get into all of that, I am going to take a short break. And when I come back, we are going to talk about it and get into this word some more. So listen, stay tuned. And I will be right back after this brief announcement. Hey, what's up, family? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it is absolutely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many other podcast platforms. And guess what? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. So before the break, I talked about how David began to dance before the Lord and his wife is the one who judged his praise. In the book of 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14, it says, And David danced before the Lord with all of his might, and all he had on was a linen cloth. So basically, he was out there dancing in his underwear, okay? And in verse 15, it says, David and all of the house of Israel brought the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Verse 16 says, and as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, who was David's wife, looked through a window And she saw her husband out there dancing in his underwear before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Verse 17 says, 
they brought the ark of the Lord to a place that David had prepared for the Lord, and he offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And after he made his peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. And after he blessed all of the people in verse 20, David returned to bless his own household. But listen, when he got there, his wife came out to meet him and she said, oh, how glorious the king was today. In other words, weren't you something out there dancing in your underwear in front of all these young girls? And David said to his wife, it was before the Lord who chose me, anointed me and appointed me over his people to play my harp, blow the trumpet and to celebrate and rejoice before the Lord. Why? Because the presence of the Lord was coming into the camp. See, because David understood the importance of how you handle the presence of God. And that's the reason why in verse 22, listen, David looked at his wife and he said, you know what? You may have thought what I did was shameful, but let me tell you what, I will become more vile, more disapproving, disgraceful, unruly, undignified, and watch this, unseemly than that. And I want to take another pause break right here because in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, where Paul is given a description of love, the Bible says that love does not behave itself unseemly. And I have heard that verse over the course of my saved life, at least over the years. But this time, when I read that passage of scripture on last week, it literally leaped off of the page at me because as soon as I read it, God asked me this question. He said, do you think David was being unseemly when he danced before me? And before I could even think about or ponder the question God had just asked me, God answered his own question and he said, David danced before me like that because he loved me. Oh my goodness. And I have never shared this on my podcast before, but there are some things in the Bible which does contradict itself and what you have to always understand and keep an open mind about when you're reading the Bible is that the Bible was written by man. Yes, it was inspired by God, but there are also translations out there written by man that was not inspired by God which is why you have to be very, very careful when you are reading different translations of the Bible, because not all scripture and scripture interpretations are inspired by God. Now, I know that a lot of people are not going to agree with me on that. And listen, that's okay, because I am telling you that as you read the word of God, God will just begin to let you know what sounds like him. And if you think about it, it's the same as when you are in a relationship with your spouse or a relationship with your children or even your parents, you are going to know what sounds like them and what doesn't. 
And even in reading the Bible, as you read, begin to ask God to reveal his truth, even in his word, because if it does not sound like him, chances are it's not him. And when God said to me, do you think David was being unseemly? He later elaborated on it. And he said to me, if someone does something to your child, are you not going to act unseemly? And I'm not sure if I have ever shared this on the podcast before. Um, Some of you may know, some of you may not. But when my younger son was in the sixth grade, he was almost kidnapped. He got off of the school bus one day and two men in a pickup truck pulled up beside him, stopped. One of them opened up the door, grabbed him. But by the grace of God, my son was able to get away. And this was on our local news. It was a big deal. And the two men have never been caught, even though my son gave a description of the man and also the pickup truck they were driving. And we have cameras outside of our house. And you could even see our son running into the driveway. And he looked absolutely petrified. And of course, the police was called. And it was a really scary situation for us. And my husband was at home at the time. And he called me while I was still at work to tell me what happened. And listen, guys, I left work in a panic because that is truly a parent's worst nightmare, okay? I had just waves of emotions. In the beginning, I I was panicked, then I was sad, but then I became angry against the enemy. And God took me back to that day, and he said to me, had your son been kidnapped, would you have not acted unseemly, undignified, or unbecoming. And listen, I am not even going to lie. I probably would have even acted unholy. Forget unseemly, okay? And of course, the answer was, yes, I probably would have behaved that way, maybe even worse, um, because I love my son. So basically what I'm saying is that do I agree with the fact that love does not cause you to act unseemly? Uh, Absolutely not. I do not agree with that. And I want you to know that God is okay with that because love will sometimes cause you to do some undignified, unseemly and crazy things, just like David in 2 Samuel Chapter 6, when David's wife, McCall, judged him for acting uncivilized in her eyes. But listen, when she judged her husband, that made God angry. Because in verse 23 of 2 Samuel chapter 6, after David said to his wife, and I'll paraphrase this part, David basically said, Listen, you're mad at these females when they are honoring me for dancing and praising God more than my own wife is honoring me. And in verse 23, it says this, 
Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no children until the day she died. So remember earlier, I said God shut something up on her when she was not able to shut her mouth. God shut up her womb because she judged her husband's praise. And listen, that is the reason why you cannot judge someone else's praise, because there are some people who know if you shut down my praise, you shut down my joy, you shut down my victory, you shut down my anointing, my healing. Listen, you are shutting things down on me when you try to shut down my praise. But be very careful whose praise you try to shut down, because when you do that, God just may shut something down on you because some people's praise. Listen, that's all they have. Your praise may bother someone else. It may get on someone else's nerves, but judging your praise and your dance does not affect you, but it may affect them the same way that it affected David's wife when she judged his praise. But listen, I want you to know that her judgment didn't stop David's dance and it couldn't take his praise. And listen, beauties, that is what I want to leave with you today. There are times when your praise is what will unlock your healing, your deliverance and your breakthrough in order for you to have the victory. So when it hits you and you feel like giving God a praise, listen, don't worry about who's looking at you, who's judging you, or who may be saying you are emotional and it doesn't take all of that. But listen, it may take that and more, honey. So never let the enemy steal your praise because God just may be extending an invitation saying to you, may I have this dance. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Remember, don't let anyone take your joy or take your dance or steal your praise. Just keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Keep feasting on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive, stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind, keep a beautiful mind, and listen, never ever forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dancing, dope soul. (laughs) God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.